This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com Major funding for this Tanya class is provided by the Mettel Corporation. Additional funding is provided by Tanya students like you. Lessons in Tanya The Tanya of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi Taught by Rabbi Ben-Zion Krasniansky Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg The middle of the letter, 28, page 193. He explained the distinction between the uh, sacrifices, which atones for unintentional sin, versus the red heifer, which is a purification for the ultimate impurity. The grandfather of all impurities, the impurity of death. And and he says that the that all elevations and clarifications come from chachma. So sacrifices that comes from the regular level of chachma. But the the red heifer, which is the wellspring water, that's rooted in the uh, that's compared to the dew, and that's rooted in what he calls chachma stima, the higher level of chachma. That has the ability to elevate and to transform, to transform the negative into positive, impurity into purity. What does that mean? Simple English. Chachma, basically, Chachma seeks out the underlying assumption. The wise man is able to challenge the whole underlying assumption, is able to change the whole underlying hidden assumption. That's the level of Chachma. That's why we find that if someone makes an oath, and he wants to nullify the oath. Who can nullify the oath? The father. If the daughter makes an oath and she's underage or she's up to the age of 12 and a half, the father could nullify the oath or the husband. If it's an oath that affects the marriage, if it affects her personally, it affects the marriage, he has the right to nullify the oath. It's called a nullification. And the day that the wife or the daughter makes the oath, or if she's betrothed, then both the father and the husband together must nullify the oath. Only they can, together, they both nullify the oath, and the oath is nullified. But it's called a nullification. Versus a wise man, and that's clearly stated in the Torah, versus a wise man, and that's not clearly in the Torah, it's like hanging on a hair, it's just hinted at, not even barely hinted at in the Torah, this is the concept that's also biblical that the wise man could undo the oath. He could be matir the nether, undo the oath. He can't nullify an oath, but he can undo the oath. 
meaning that if you come to the wise men and you express regret, you regret that you ever made it, and had you known what you know now, you would never have made the oath in the first place. So the wise man has the ability to undo the oath. And once he undoes the oath, then it's as if you've never taken an oath. And there's a huge difference. For example, if a husband marries his wife, gives her money, gives her a ring, a kiddush, he says, on the condition that you have no oath, you never made an oath. But she had an oath. At that time, she had an oath, but later on, her father nullified the oath, or her husband nullified the oath. The kiddushin betrothal is not valid, because yes, now the oath is nullified, but at the time, there was an oath. There was an oath, but the oath was then nullified by the father and the husband. The condition was, I'm betrothing you on the condition that there are, you have no oaths. Well, she has an oath. It doesn't help that later on the father and the husband nullify it. It only is operative from now going forward. But it doesn't uproot the oath from initially. But if she had an oath, and then she goes to the wise man, and the wise man uproots the oath, he uproots it from the beginning. He challenges the whole underlying assumption. He says, if had you known what you know now, would you have ever made the oath? No. So then it's as if you never made the oath. So therefore the condition is valid. It's a good, it's a good betrothal. She fulfilled the condition. But she had an oath at the time, yes, but then she went to the wise man and he uprooted it from the beginning. So in, in the father and the husband represent an emotional relationship. You know, emotions are very powerful. With emotions you can override. If a person has an oath, which means a person has a certain blockage, a certain... And then you discover that you have a feeling for Hashem. Hashem is your father. And Hashem, you're married to Hashem. So you have a love for Hashem. So you can nullify, you can overcome your addictions, your attachments to materialism. From now on, going forward, you can break through, you can break the oath, break your attachments, your addictions, your attachments to materialism. And that's the limit of their ability. Going forward, you can break it, but you can't undo it. You can't change, transform, challenge the whole underlying assumption. The wise man, however, the Chacham, the Talmud Chacham, the Chacham, has the ability to challenge the whole underlying assumption. Because even if a person nullifies his will to Hashem, because you have a love with Hashem, you have a relationship with Hashem, and you break yourself, and you discipline yourself and you overcome your urges and your instincts for the love of Hashem but you can't say there is no oath you you can't say there is no oath you still have these attachments but you're overcoming them but with wisdom wisdom challenges the whole underlying assumption because what is the root and source of all evil what is the root and source of all negativity ego I, who is the wise man? They say, oh, Chacham, the Talmud says. Who sees how Hashem is constantly creating the world. Hashem is bringing the world into the, into the existence. This, we are in the birthing room of Hashem. We're constantly being created. 
once you see that, you challenge all underlying assumptions. There is no ego. There is no I. I want. I desire. You're getting at the whole underlying assumption. There is no I. I? There is no I. Therefore, I don't even want. I don't even desire. You nip it in the bud. Otherwise, a person has an ego, and he has urges, and he has instincts, he has desires, but he overcomes it because I love my Father in Heaven, and I'm married to Hashem, and I'm going to overcome, I'm going to be strong, I'm going to smash through, break through, and overcome, override my addictions and attachments, material attachments. But there's a problem there. I can't overcome the problem. I can wrestle with it, I can, I can override it for the moment. But the problem remains. The wise man, however, goes straight to the core and the essence of the issue. Once you realize there is no ego, you, you no longer have any problem. If you realize that Hashem is constantly creating you, you realize that this, this world is a con. This world presents itself and we feel ourselves. Our egos feel so rigid, so solid. So real, I. I want, I need. The I is behind everything, behind my arrogance, behind my anger, behind my temptations. It's all about I. I need and I want and I have to and I must and this and you insulted me and you did this to me and you're in the way. It's all about I. But that whole ego is rigid and it's a con. Because nothing could be further than the truth. The reality is we're not self-sufficient and dependent. Hashem is constantly creating us each and every moment. We have a source. We have a divine source. We are being recreated as we speak. It's dynamic. It's vibrant. It's alive. So the Chacham has the ability to step back. You can't smell the soup if he knows it's in the soup. But if you're able to step back, the wise man has the ability to completely step back and realize there is no ego, there is no I. The moment you step back and you stop, then suddenly you're able to get beyond the ego. Once you get beyond the ego, then it's a whole different world. It's a world that's connected. It's a world that's alive. You feel alive. You feel connected. You feel vibrant. You're not a stone. You're not rigid. You're not smug. You're not content. You're not dead. You're alive. You feel the energy. You, become, you are that energy. You are nothing other than the divine energy that's constantly and continuously creating you, dynamically transforming itself into you. So you're alive. You're a process. You're, you're, you're not rigid. You're not stuck. You're not, that's why the Talacha says before Drew prays, you have to wait. The amount it takes you to enter into two doors. In other words, you, you, you have to stop. Before you pray, you just got to stop. Because the ego is relentless. Most of us go through our lives, we never stop for a second. It's, like, it's relentless. I, 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 we can't stop. Everything is I, I, I. This form, that form, this shape, the other shape. It's relentless. We never get out of the I. So we're always stuck in the I. So if you're busy fighting, I'm smashing and I'm overriding and I'm coming, sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. It's a seesaw, it's a constant struggle. But once you go to the Chacham, you go to the wise man, 
who sees the divine energy, who's able to step back and to question the whole underlying assumption. That's true wisdom. That's true creativity. To step back and challenge the whole underlying assumption, see things from a fresh perspective. See how the world is fresh, how we are fresh. We're not rigid and stuck and, you know, the more we change, the more we stay the same. This is who I am. Yes, as long as you're stuck with your ego. But you can step outside of your ego. Most people don't even realize that they can step outside their ego. Most people never experience that once in their life, stepping outside of their ego. But if you step outside your ego, it's a very powerful experience. (laughs) Suddenly, you encounter a new self. A self that's beautiful, that's vibrant, that's dynamic, that's alive, that's connected, that's plugged in. Suddenly the world is colorful, the world is alive. You know, we see, the, we see ourselves with different glasses and we see the world with different glasses. So you've addressed the root cause of the issue, the root cause behind everything, whether it's arrogance or anger, any issues I have. It's all I. Once you deal with the I... So what's a Jew's mission? That's what he says, in order to clarify this world. We live and operate in a world of darkness, in a world that's disconnected, in a world that's egotistical, in a world that's all about self-preservation. What's a Jew's service? A Jew's service is bringing a sacrifice, sacrificing karban to draw close. You look at the animal, it's an animal, it's a chaya, it's a behemoth, it's an animal. You know, you don't see any godliness, it's an animal. But when you bring a sacrifice, you're elevating it, you're revealing, you're exposing its root and its source, you're connecting it to God, to something divine. Suddenly this animal becomes holy and sacred because you're connecting it to the source. You see that this animal is not just independent, it exists. That's, that's what makes it an animal. The animal says, I am, I exist, sue me comes along a Jew and says, no, you don't just exist. Where do you come from? God is, you, you have a godly root and you have a godly source. And by bringing the animal to the temple and offering it on the altar, sprinkling the blood and offering it on the altar, you are connecting it and revealing its root and its divine source. You're not just an animal. You're just a reflection of the animal, the heavenly animal and the, the divine so by doing a mitzvah, by bringing a sacrifice, you're releasing and revealing its source. So from something dark, you're taking darkness, and now you switched on the light. Now suddenly it's, you, moved it, you moved it from this column to the other column, from darkness, now suddenly there's light. It's connected with Hashem. It's sacred, it's divine. And that's why he says, as he says in the first part of the Tanya, that Chachma, Chachma senses the infinite. Because this is a reflection of the infinite light of Hashem. That Hashem's light, light senses its source. Light knows that it has a source. Hashem's light is so infinite that it can reach even in our world, which is so dark, which is the opposite of light. This world is completely dark and concealed. Klippa. It's a shell. It's a cover-up. It parades itself as being completely self-sufficient, self-preservation, ego, I. And it comes along a Jew, and this is with the power of the Torah. 
And this is the level of Chachma, that the light is so infinite, it could even reach our world, even the world of animals. Even when we look at this world like an animal. And yet we're able to, to turn on the light and to reveal, no, that the animal has a source, and it's connected, and everything in this world has a source, and God is constantly creating the world. It's not the way it appears to be. So this is the level of Chachma. The divine, supernal wisdom. With the power of Chachma, we have the power to clarify, to reveal, to connect the world with Hashem. That explains the sacrament. That only explains how you can take something that's covered up, that's dark, and you can shine the light the light can even reach and even penetrate into that place. But it doesn't explain how you can take something negative, not just a cover-up, a concealment, a distortion, and clarify the distortion. But the antithesis of the grandfather of all impurities, the opposite of purity, the opposite of holiness, ego, arrogance. How can you transform that into something positive? The bitterness itself into sweetness, the darkness itself into light, the negative into positive, the sin into a mitzvah, the impurity to purity. That's a mystery. Moshe was mystified. When Hashem revealed him the red heifer, it was like a chok, it was like a mystery. Moshe's face turned red. How is this even possible? It's one thing to reveal that everything has a root and everything has a source. You step back from the ego and you reveal a whole different universe. A true universe, a genuine universe, where everything is truly connected. But how do you take the negativity itself and transform that into something positive? So this is the mystery of the red heifer. This reaches into a much higher level of chachma, the chachma stima talking about challenging the whole underlying assumption. The whole underlying assumption of even negativity, if you're truly able to step back, totally able to step back, then you realize that everything is positive, has something positive. Because everything is Hashem. There's nothing but Hashem. Not only God is infinite. God is undefined. God is everywhere. He is everything and everything is Him. There's no place empty of Him. And therefore, even what comes across and appears to be negative and empty and negative and the opposite and the antithesis, if you step back, you can challenge that, that whole underlying assumption. And then you realize that everything is really positive. But that's a tremendous level of chach. 
that's way beyond, surpasses, exceeds even the level of the divine supernal wisdom. This is the wisdom of the like the subconscious, so to speak. The ability to totally step back and to realize that the content of everything in this world is really Hashem. And once you're able to completely step back and you're able to reveal and to realize that everything is really Hashem and Hashem is good and everything is really good, then you can transform even the negative into positive. Even the negative, which right now you feel experiences as negative and it's, you're suffering and it's hurtful and it's painful, but when you're able to totally step back, that experience can now become a positive experience. You're able to shift and to transform and to change and go forward and suddenly it becomes a totally positive experience. You're able to extract the core and essence of what's going on and that's positive. It seems like doing the impossible, transforming the negative into positive, darkness into light. Sin into mitzvah, impurity into purity. But this transformation could only come about from the deepest level, the most intense revelation, which is the level of the wellspring water of the of the red heifer, which connects and draws down the level of the dew, which is the level of chachmastima. which reveals that everything is really the essence of Hashem. Everything is Hashem. So therefore, there's no such thing as negative. When you experience negativity, don't drown in negativity. Step back. And extract the good. Reveal the good. The positive. It's trying to tell you something. There is something here. Everything is Hashem. Couldn't think nothing is without Hashem. So there is something here. And you have the ability to extract. As the Baal Shem Tev says, if a person has issues with certain negative issues, it's really... There is a spark. There's something the person is looking for but something gets lost in the translation and it comes out in a very wrong way but at the core and at the essence there's something very godly and very genuine so the answer is not just to crush it and to dismiss it the answer is to extract and to reveal that essence but to be able to do that when your nose is in the soup you can't smell the soup (laughs) <laughs> when you're drowning in the emotional negativity, you're lost. So the ability to completely step back and not just go beyond the world of ego and connect with the light and with the infinite light that can reach even into the darkest place because it's infinite. But to be able to completely step back and to realize that the words and letters and even ego, there's something very positive, very powerful. You just have to extract that. That's the power of Chach Mestima. This is a mystery to most people. Most people don't even know that this possibility even exists. 
Most people never deliberately and consciously ever even experience this. Some people have an instinct and they just happen to experience it once in a while without even realizing what's going on. But it's so deep. It's such a deep-seated ability. The ability to completely step back and to really experience what's really going on on the deepest level. And even the negativity is really also, once you experience it, and experience what's really going on, at the core and at the essence, it's all positive. There's nothing hurtful. There's nothing painful. There's nothing hurtful. It's all good. It's deeply felt and very powerful, but it's all good. See, even negativity, anger, this, that, you know, you get stuck in the negativity and you, you're, you're stuck in first base. You can't get beyond it. But the power of the Paraduma has the power to jumpstart and to get you moving even when you're stuck in all that mire and all that negativity and, that, and the grandfather of all impurities completely dis- feel disconnected. But the moment you step back and you realize that itself is also, is also part of the experience. And once you experience that and you, you're able to extract and connect it, everything moves you forward. Everything is positive. Everything becomes something positive. If someone has never experienced this, this all sounds like <laughs> abstract. But this is very real life experience. This is reality. It's describing reality. Very deep-seated reality. Very profound reality. It's such a hidden potential, most people don't even realize they even have this potential. It's so deep. It takes Moshe to reveal it to us, to teach it to us. And to, that's why Hashem says, you... I'm going to teach you the para. They should take the para aduma to you. Because only Moshe, who's so deeply rooted in Chachma, Moshe is Chachma, the highest level of Chachma, Chachma Stima. See, he could help us access this level. And once you reach this level, everything can be transformed. Even negativity, no negativity. Nothing stops you, nothing gets you stuck but I've been this way for so many years and so many decades and I can't change and nothing moves and nothing shifts. So I can get beyond my ego, but that's like a vacation. I'm going on vacation to a different universe, a world without ego. It's a tremendous breakthrough. Most people, 7 billion people, most people never even experience it once in their lives. So just experiencing that, it's like, it's like an alternative universe. It's a genuine universe. We live like in a in a false universe, but experiencing, tasting it even once in your life, it's breathtaking. You know, it opens up all possibilities. Anyone who's experienced once in their life, going beyond their ego, experiencing a reality beyond their ego, it's so freeing, it's so indescribable. But that's like a different universe. It doesn't help me when I get back to my universe. It doesn't help me with all my issues and my negativity. Then I'm stuck. What do I do? I mean, if I can be in a state of bliss 24-7, but how many people can be in that place? And, 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 and even if I am, then I'm just ignoring my issues. I'm not dealing with the issues. I'm just ignoring it. I'm going to a different universe. And in that universe, all these problems melt away because... But in the universe of ego, I haven't changed anything. The negativity remains 
stuck. So my real self, my ego, my negativity, I haven't changed. My bitterness, my harshness, my problems, my issues, I haven't changed. I haven't shifted anything. So the level of Chachma is very limited. It's powerful. And, it's, and that's why it says the sacrifices is connected with the secret of the infinite. The ability to go beyond the ego, to become, go beyond the animal, and to connect the animal to its source and realize everything is connected and everything is alive and everything has a divine source. Not the way the animal looks at the world, the way the reality is. That alone is tremendous and powerful. But it's limited. It's an alternative universe. It doesn't help me with my quagmire. I still remain stuck in my quagmire. How do I reach even that the darkness itself becomes light, the negativity itself, the harshness itself becomes sweet, the ego itself becomes something positive and powerful? The the grandfather of all impurity should be transformed into purity. This is the power of the red heaven. This is ha, This is way beyond the level of chachma, the supernal divine wisdom. Because this reveals the whole challenges, the whole underlying assumption that there's a duality, there's light and there's darkness. But the light is so powerful it can penetrate the darkness. That whole underlying assumption is also erroneous because God is not only infinite, but God is undefined. There's no space empty of God. God is everything. God is everywhere. So therefore God to transform the negative is really God. So it's all positive. That challenges my whole underlying assumption of reality. But if you experience life from that point of view, and you experience that, everything becomes possible. You don't have a bad day in your life. There's nothing bad in your life. You can extract the good in everything. And everything, you feel that, that it's good. It suddenly becomes a positive energy. Instead of an energy that drags you down, suddenly it becomes transformative. Most people don't realize. All that negativity that makes life so difficult you can run away from it, not deal with it. But it's only when you deal with it, that's what also makes life so much more interesting. If you're able to deal with it and transform, instead of being a negative energy that pulls you down, suddenly that's what makes you colorful, that's what makes you interesting, that's what makes you real, that's what gets your juices flowing, that's what really moves you forward, that's what moves your needle. So, so it's only with the power of the red heifer that's so powerful that it can even move and shift the negative into positive. Only Hashem. It can only come from Hashem. The essence of Hashem. So the red heifer connects us with the essence of Hashem. This is the mystery of the Torah. The ultimate mystery. The ultimate myth. So that's what we learned last week. And now he's going to say that the same effect happens when the tzaddik passes away. When a tzaddik passes away, the Talmud teaches us that the Torah juxtaposes the red heifer with the passing away of Miriam. 
teach us that the tzaddik's passing away has the exact same effect. That when he passes away, it's such a revelation, such an intense revelation that he has the power to transform and to reach even into the darkness itself. Not only the klipat noga, but even the negative klipot, the three klipot, the coarseness, the crassness, the harshness, is able to reach there and to budge and to move it forward and to transform it and to crack, to crack that nut and to be able to, to reach and get us moving and achieve an atonement to bring Hashem and bring godliness even into that, even into that reality. But the sacrifice of the tzaddik when he passes away, when the tzaddik is alive, that's like a regular sacrifice. His whole life is a sacrifice. He's sacrificing himself every day for Hashem. But that's limited. The, the power, the effect is limited. Just like the sacrifice. It's limited. Yes, it reaches the secret, the mystery of the infinite, as the Zohar says. The infinite, but the infinite light. But it can't reach the darkness. Light and darkness are opposites. But when the tzaddik passes away, now he's reaching the undefined. He's touching the core and the essence. Drawing down the core and the essence. And then there's no limit whatsoever. His reach is limitless. Now he can even reach into the darkness and transform the negative into positive. This letter, he writes to Rabbi Levitzah Badichev, how do you deal with the passing of a tzaddik? And we know that whenever tzaddik passes away, we benefit. We, the Benini, benefit from his passing. We understand what happens at the passing of the tzaddik, that it's a breakthrough. It's not just a, he's trying to comfort him. It's not, it's not just he's trying to soothe him. It's pain that he should realize what a tremendous breakthrough that happened as a result that helps us, it affects our service of Hashem. And now we're able to serve Hashem on a whole different level because of the passing of the tzaddik. He's like an offering. He's like a sacrifice. His sacrifice and His offering helps us break through the dam and helps us achieve, in our personal lives, we can achieve a whole new level of serving Hashem because of His passing. We're hanging on, hanging on to the tzaddik. That's a simple letter. He's writing it. And that's why we're reading it. To understand what, what, what happens when the tzaddik passes away, how it affects us. It affects the Bani. It affects every Jew. It affects every one of us. It changes the world to its core. So it's not the tzaddik left, died, and went to heaven, and he's gone. The tzaddik achieved a breakthrough for us here in this darkness. The tzaddik is so powerful, more than ever, before he was limited. Before he was in his body, he was contained by his body, he was limited. He couldn't have such an effect. He couldn't have such an impact. He couldn't reach those places. He couldn't reach. There was a sinner who once came to Rabbi Levitzuk Baditcher to ask him for a tikkun. I think he would, he, would, he would sleep around, you know, not in the kosher way, but he went to the, he went, but she went to the mikveh before. So he says, you know, I'm too old for this. I can't deal with this stuff. You know, such a sin. One thing you sin, you have Yitzhara, you're in the heat of the moment, but you planned this. You went to the mikveh, you counted seven clean days, and now you're going to the mikveh. You're doing it kosher also? You're trying, to, you're trying to sin and be kosher? He says, I'm too old. I don't have the strength to deal with this negativity. I just can't deal with 
So when the tzaddik is alive, he's limited. He can deal with certain negativity. He can reach Klippet Noga, but he can't reach certain areas. He just can't reach. It's too dark, it's too coarse, it's too crass. But when the tzaddik passes away, it's limitless. Now his reach is, he can penetrate anything. Everything, anything. So his effect, his life, and effect in this world is so much more powerful than when he was alive. That's the whole point he's trying to make. Don't think it's how they died and left us and went to heaven and he's gone and he's went to his eternal rest and he's left us behind. The country. It's a surge of energy. It's such a powerful surge that creates a breakthrough that penetrates the darkest places that before were impenetrable. Even the tzaddik didn't have the power to penetrate. And now he has the power to penetrate it. The soul is so on fire, so powerful. Now he has the power to even penetrate even this darkness and to achieve this total transformation of darkness to light, negative to positive. So this is relevant to all of us. This is very important for us to realize this and to know this. This comforts us, this soothes us. This is true with a regular tzaddik, how much more so when the Rebbe passes away, a leader. Whatever he's describing here about the tzaddik is true about the Rebbe and the leader a thousandfold. That he, whatever he does, he does for the whole generation. And now godliness is able to penetrate even areas and places where before were impenetrable. Holiness is now able to penetrate. Godliness and Judaism and Yiddishkeit able to reach. So the tzaddik, whose whole life, especially the Rebbe, the leader, his whole life, he wrestled with, with the evil, with the negative energies. But his successes were limited because he was limited. Now, not that he, he fell in battle and he's gone and it's over. On the contrary, now he's stronger than ever more powerful than ever, continuing to lead us in battle. And now we're stronger, more powerful than ever. It's very important for us, the Benini, to know this, to understand what's going on. Instead of being demoralized and lost, we're alone, we're bereft, our leader fell in battle, it's all over, it's finished, let's throw in the towel, let's enjoy life and forget about it. Quit while you're behind and you know, we lost, we tried, we hoped, we tried, but we got a flat tire somewhere, didn't work out. Are you kidding me? Roll up your sleeves, we're just getting warmed up. We're winning, we're going from strength to strength. It's a whole different perspective. It's important for us to have this perspective, to know what's going on. But it's not that we create this breakthrough, only the tzaddik. Because we don't have that power. At best, we can be mefer the nether, but we don't have the power to be mater the nether. To be mater the nether, only the chacham, the Talmud chacham, the tzaddik, the tzaddik of the tanya, who's completely egoless. He has the power to step back and to bring Hashem's light into the darkness. And when he, pass, when he passes away, now he can bring the light even into the impenetrable fortresses that he was not able to reach when he was alive create a movement there, a shift, a change. One thing, if a person is the one who 
creating the problem, right? But what if a person is subject to other people creating the problem? That's not an ego thing. But the truth is, no such thing. We, we are a process. We are constantly being created. Our emotions are constantly being recreated. And therefore, no matter what happens externally, ultimately, it's always something going on inside of me. And I'm never a victim, and I'm never stuck, and I'm never trapped, and it's out of my control. No. How I experience, and how I react, and how that, I'm always in control. And I'm always... And if I... If I connect with that process, with that fluidity and that process and that, then even negative suddenly is positive. It's not that I don't experience it as negative. Suddenly, I feel like a relief. I feel positive, even if even if it's I'm dealing with something apparently negative. But when you experience it and you you step back and you're able to allow it to reveal its truth and its core and its essence since it's godly and is being created each and every moment it's all good it has to be good in heaven in God there is no, nothing negative no such thing so even the stuckness even a person is stuck but experience that step back and experience that and that's also dynamic and that's also vibrant that's also alive and you, once you experience that suddenly you can move forward and it feels better even just, just the experience of it already feels better, even though externally nothing changed. Because I shifted, I, I'm, I'm connecting with that deep, deep truth, that reality, and I'm experiencing it. It's a whole, suddenly everything is different. Everything is different. And suddenly it becomes a positive energy. Instead of bogging me down and holding me down and keeping me stuck, and the, suddenly I can move forward. And then, you know, things open up. Suddenly I can move here, I can do this. A million things come up, different options. I can move forward this way, I can move forward that way. But everything changed inside. It's a very deep inner shift, a very deep inner change that changes everything. So there's no such thing. I'm never stuck. Can't. So the problem is that it's very difficult. It's very difficult for us to experience this because when you're in the quagmire, when your nose is in the soup, I can't, I can't smell the soup. You know, our nose is in the soup. When, when you're in the stew, when you're stewing away in your negativity and you're stewing away in your negative emotions, you know, theoretically I would like to step back, but I, I can't. Most people go through their whole life, I'm in my ego, I can't step out of my ego. You could, but it's almost the most difficult people... They don't realize that they could, or it's almost impossible. They think it's almost impossible to. So you never experience it. So you're stuck. For the rest of your life, you're stuck. And most therapists will tell you, listen, this is the, what can you do? Your whole life is over at the age of three. Your mother did this to you, and did that to you, and you're, you're scarred for life, and there's nothing you can do. Okay, very good. Now I know why I messed up, and it doesn't help me. I'm still messed up. You don't even realize the whole... Underlying assumption is wrong. The whole paradigm is wrong. Have, this is a complete paradigm shift. What he's talking about here with Torah, with the wisdom, with the chacham, with the tzaddik, 
It's a whole paradigm shift. It's time to step out of your ego. Once you step out of your ego, it's a whole different universe. Everything changes. Everything suddenly becomes colorful, alive, real. Things can move. Things can change. Everything changes. What a dramatic change. Especially to completely step back and to realize that even the negative really you experience it and you extract the good and the positive and it's there and you experience it that way this is a very very powerful thing yes potentially we all have that within us deep down but most people in their life have no clue they don't even know that this thing exists they don't even know that they can even have the ability to deliberately and consciously experience this it's so you know, those people who somehow, some people just instinctively just know how to approach things this way. Very few and far in between. But, but they're not aware of this. This is wisdom. Wisdom sheds light. Wisdom gives us a whole different option. Wisdom, the wise man, the creative man, gets to the underlying assumption and changes everything. It's not just shifting the furniture on the, on, on the, on the Titanic. You know, m- most, most therapy, I'm just moving the furniture in the Titanic. I'm not really changing anything. Like the communists thought, we're going to change the world. We're going to take all the rich people and make them poor. <laughs> and, now, and now the communist apparatchiks, and they're going to have all the wealth. <laughs> like, I'm moving around the furniture. I'm moving around. It's like a joke. I'm not changing anything. You think that's going to change anything? We saw, we saw the results. All you did is you made the rich people poor, and now, now the, the communist apparatchiks, they became the, the powers to be, and it was the corrupt and decadent. Like That's not change. You're stuck. You're going in neutral. You're, you're stuck. You go to the therapist for years, and nothing changes. Okay, so now I have insights. Now I know it's because my mother yelled at me when I was three years old. <laughs> Okay, muzzle them. Now I know. Okay, so what? Who cares? Doesn't change. Doesn't help me. So I'm, I'm not because I'm stuck. You have to challenge the whole sh- the whole paradigm paradigm shift. That's chachma. Chachma is a paradigm shift. Step out of the ego. Suddenly, it's a whole different. Everything changes. It's not rigid. No eye. I can step out beyond the eye. I'm not imprisoned by my eye. I'm not imprisoned by my ego. It's such a relief. It's a freedom. It's a liberation. It's a breakthrough. It's, a, it's monumental. That's the level of Chachm. That's the Torah. That can take the animal and turn it into something sacred, into a carbon, something close to Hashem. I'm living in this world, in this animalistic world, and suddenly, all of a sudden, this world becomes a sacred place. I can take the Klippat Noga and turn it into something holy. That's powerful. But here we're talking about something even more powerful. The red heifer. Outside of the temple. That reaches the place of the Aviyah Vaisatum of the, the grandfather of all impurities. The ultimate disconnect. The source of negativity. And I can even reach there and transform that darkness into light and that harshness into sweetness, bitterness into sweetness, that impurity into this is only the power of Hashem was completely undefined because I realize everything is Hashem and once you Hashem is creating each and every moment Hashem is creating even my emotions what appears to be negative emotions if I tune in and, and 
I connect with that reality of being recreated each and every moment, I experience it as something else entirely. It's a different, it's different. It speaks to me in a whole different language. Suddenly it becomes something else entirely. It becomes something positive. What was bugging me? What was nagging me? What was troubling me? I thought it was this. It turns out it's completely something else entirely. Something positive, something that I can move forward, I can shift forward. But this is a very deep, profound level that most people are not even aware exists. It's sad that passing away, it shakes us up. It, it gives us that ability. to achieve that transformation. So of course it affects us and is relevant to us. That's the surge and the power of the soul of the tzaddik when he passes away. That moment is like his peak moment. Moshe passed away. He reached Har Nevo. Nevo is Nibo, Mount Nibo, Nunbo. He reached the 50th gate of, of wisdom. It says Hashem created 50 gates of wisdom, 49 he gave to man, and one he kept for himself. Moshe, the the moment he passed away, he reached the peak. So passing away is a peak moment. It's a powerful moment. It's not, it's a breakthrough moment. It's not the end. It's, It's powerful. It's a breakthrough. It's a revolution. Not just for the soul but it reaches to us. The darkest corners, the farthest corners. It's so powerful and revolutionary. A new energy is unleashed in this world. A new ability that we never had before. So of course it's relevant to us. This discussion reminds me of when we spoke about um, anger and the idea of trying to catch yourself and, and stop that immediate emotion. And we discussed, or I remember, I mentioned that somebody had told me that a good way to, to a good way is to prepare for that moment, I guess through some kind of meditation about what you're going to do when that certain thing leaves, leaves your emotions to just react so that you can, as you say, in this case, step back. Well, any stopping, any stepping back is already already half of the battle. (laughs) You've already won half of the battle. Because it's like, like, you know, we tumble along, We 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 can't stop. But here, it's stopping, going a little deeper, the root and source of anger and the root and source of all our negative emotions is ego, I. Stopping the ego, the I. Stepping back from the I. It's such a relief. It's so refreshing. It just gives you a break, gives your ego a break. Once you step back from the ego, it's like, like you're watching it. It's like something, it's not me. You realize it's not me. <laughs> There's more to me than my ego. My ego is just a part of me. That, that, so you're getting to the root of the anger. You're not just dealing, not stopping from the anger. You're going even deeper. I'm even stopping from the I that's angry. I am angry. What, who's that I? Why is does, does, does the tzaddik have this all the time? The tzaddik has this ability to have this all the time. He's in tune, how Hashem is constantly creating us. He's a chacham, a who's a wise man, who sees 
literal meaning sees what's going to, uh, g- you know, what's going to result, consequences of what I do today. But Noilad means constantly being born, constantly, he sees Hashem is constantly creating us. So the tzaddik realizes that I'm not, the ego is very rigid, it's stuck, it's rigid, it's I, it's... And the tzaddik realizes, no, we're constantly being created, I'm being recreated, all my emotions are being recreated each and every moment. So, you know, there's so much more to us than just the ego. And once you sense that, you sense how alive it is, how dynamic it is. I, I, you know, I can't even capture it in words. It's, it's so infinite and so, so vast. And therefore you approach it with tremendous humility. So it, sounds, it sounds like you're joining the intellect with the emotions. So Correct. you can control the emotions. Correct. 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 You're, you're, you, you become an observer. You step back. And you observe. And you encounter. And you experience. And you allow your soul to speak for itself. Don't speak for it. You know... All these emotions that we think we have are very like two-dimensional. I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, this. And that's the end of the story. But it doesn't even scratch the surface, what's really going on. There's so much, so much internally that's going on. And there's millions of pieces. But, I don't, you know, I'm just, by labeling it, that's it's external. That went on into the subconscious. Not into the subconscious. That's where Chachma is. Chachma is the window to the subconscious. Chachma is the window to the soul. Chachma steps back, tries to get a sense of what's beyond and what's deep down inside. It's so much deeper than just the surface and the superficial. That's why you stop and you listen and you take in and you listen. And that changes, that shifts and changes everything. Suddenly I'm not who we are before we, could, before we created all the defenses against the world. Exactly. Exactly. Then you become vulnerable, then you become open, and you open, and you open to truth. I want the truth. I want something that's real, not something superficial. I can say I'm angry, and, and, but it's, it's, I know it's nothing. It's, it doesn't tell me anything. I don't know myself what's going on. It's so, so, so much depth there. There's so much going on. I myself have no clue. You have to step back, encounter it, listen, listen to what Yinushama is saying, listen to what, what's going on. You know, and then you become open to some startling revelations. Suddenly new words, new formulas enter, pop into your head. Wow. And it hits home. It like resonates. You jump up. Say, yes, it's exactly. You would never have figured it out in a thousand years. Your therapist would never have figured it out in a thousand years. You yourself will never figure out a thousand years. Just let inner Shama speak. Let your subconscious speak. We don't give it a chance. We're constantly yapping away, constantly talking, constantly yapping away. It's relentless. Our egos, and, we're constantly, and we can't even step back. So everything remains superficial. We remain stuck. And we go nowhere. Years, decades go by. We haven't changed. We haven't moved. Nothing. The moment you're able to step back, it's like, just the experience, just creating that empty space, just, just creating that symptom, just getting out of the way. 
It's more to me than my ego. There's a whole universe inside of me. There's all reality. It's dynamic and it's vibrant and it's alive. That itself is so refreshing. It gives me a breather, a step back, a space, a relief, a hope. And then you start listening and allow the neshama to speak and allow the subconscious to speak in its own words, its own language. And then it hits home when, when you when it emerges, the right words and right language emerge, suddenly, no matter what negative situation you face, no matter what negativity you face, even if you feel stuck, but experience that, step back. Where's that? Where's that coming from? And what, how, does that, how do you experience that? And what is it? And, what, and when it starts opening up, suddenly that becomes a positive experience, and you feel better. How, do, how can you explain it? Nothing changed externally, but I don't something shifted inside I connected with some very deep deep place inside of me something real something where it's really dynamic and vibrant and really happening and that's all good Hashem is good Hashem is creating the world every moment we are being recreated every moment our emotions are being recreated every moment so there's no such thing that I'm stuck I'm stuck in the past I'm stuck because of this one and that one and the other one there's no such thing I am experiencing it right now at this moment so if I tune in with that, and I, and I then it, it always, invariably, always feels good. It feels something shifted inside, something moved forward, something unleashed, something released. And then it's resolved. It may not be resolved in one step. Maybe take a hundred steps, but each step feels terrific and wonderful. So it's a paradigm shift. Talking about a paradigm shift. The tzaddik, in general, is a paradigm shift. Step outside of your ego, the chacham, the Torah. It's a paradigm shift. Torah is a paradigm shift. It's a revolution. It looks at this world with the truth, with the chachma, with the divine truth. No ego. Everything has a root, everything has a source. That's the emes. It's a different world then. An animal could become something sacred and be offered in the temple. When the tzaddik passes away, this is the ultimate paradigm shift. Ultimate breakthrough revolution. It's the level of the red heifer. Chachma The hidden chachma. That's even hidden from the supernal divine level of chachma. Hashem subconscious, so to speak. This is a total paradigm shift. It's only with this paradigm shift that you're able to approach even the negativity in this world and even the impurity and the negativity and completely revolutionize and transform it and change it into something positive. So this is, this is without Hasidus, it's not possible. Without Hasidus, you don't even know what we're talking about. There's a stepping out of ego. You could be religious all your life. You don't, even know, you don't even know what that means. You never experience it once in your life, stepping out of your ego. The whole Yiddish guy could be ego. I'm learning in order to have a share in the world to come. Oh, the eternal ego. You never, you can never, you'll never get over yourself. It's all about me, myself, and I. You never once in your life experience had that almost mystical experience of stepping outside of yourself. Can you imagine going through your whole life? You studied Shas. You studied uh, the Shulchan Aruch and Tur and Rambam. And you never once in your life stepped outside of yourself. Never once in your life experienced what it's like. 
what a, what a, what a darkness, what a nebuch, the Rebbe says there can be souls in the Garden of Eden who don't know what God looks like. They don't know anything about godliness. It's all about ego. They never once stepped outside of themselves. They don't even know what that means. It's all about I, 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 relentless. Religion, spirituality, the ultimate ego trip. Can't get over yourself. Look what a great Torah scholar I am. Look what a great person I am. Look what a this I am. Modesty also could be the ultimate ego trip. I'm so great, but I'm so modest. What was the story? The, uh, there was a great, great rabbi in town, a great Torah scholar. So he would go in the bath. He would approach everyone in the public bath. He would say, could I help you? Could I scratch you? Could I bring you some soap, some this? Of course, he's the great rabbi. Who's going to ask him this? Everyone, everyone declined. But that was his way of being humble. Anyway, a chassid comes to town. He doesn't know. He's a stranger. He doesn't know. Someone comes over. <laughs> He's a the great, respected scholar in town. Comes over to him. He says, can I help you? Would you like some soap? He says, yes, please. <laughs> some shampoo? Absolutely. A towel? Yes. Can I scratch you? Can I help you? He says, absolutely. He says, uh, apparently he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> So the, you know, the whole modesty is also ego. Look how great I am. Look how special I am. Look how, I mean, that's, that's, that's a joke. It's not modesty. It's a, it's a bit of a galechter. It's truly stepping outside of your ego. That's modesty. Stepping outside of yourself. Most people, they don't even know what that means. They don't even, never experience it once in their life. This is the whole essence of Hasidus. From the Balshemtiv. Getting outside of your ego, getting beyond your ego. The whole essence of a person is Ani should be transformed to Ayin. Take the Ani, the ego, and turn it into Ayin, into egolessness. Step outside yourself. Alter Rebbe was such a chassid of the Balshemtiv, was such like a grandchild. Because Alter Rebbe was a mystic parkland when he experienced everything the Balshemtiv taught, getting out of your ego. You can imagine the students of the Balshemtiv, these were the leading geniuses of Eastern Europe, the leading rabbis and mystics and scholars. They never heard this before. They never taught them this before. In all their works of Musa and all the Kabbalah, no one ever taught them this. The Balshemtiv taught them and revealed to them, Hasidus, step outside of your ego. When these great people experienced it the first time in their lives, it transformed their lives. They were hooked. They became Hasidim. Don't forget, all these Hasidim, they would, no one grew up a Hasid. They were all, Hashem was the pioneer. But once they tasted it once in their life, forget it. Are you kidding? This, this, is, this is godliness. This is emes. This is a paradigm shift. This is reality. This is Torah. This is mitzvah. This is divine wisdom. This is, it changed everything. It brought life into everything. Suddenly it made this world into a... illuminated the darkness of this world. He says the ultimate paradigm shift is by the passing of the tzaddik, the red heifer, the chachmas That's the ultimate paradigm shift where you can even transform the negative itself also into a positive, into something positive. 
this Alter Rebbe was revealing this because this is this is really the essence of Chabad Hasidus. It's not just to reach a place beyond your ego, to reach a place beyond the words. Everything is vibrant and dynamic and godly. But to transform ego, to transform words, to transform the intellect, Chachma Binadas, transform that into something godly. Transform the negative into positive. The, this is this is chachmas This is rooted in a this is a paradigm shift of a whole different level. But it was with the passing of the Rabbi Dov Ber and the Balshemta that perhaps created this paradigm shift that enabled Alter Rebbe to be able to create this paradigm shift. This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com.